We're in 2 Chronicles chapter 8 for our daily Bible reading for today. Notice how the chapter starts out. It says, at the end of 20 years. This is all that, that Solomon had done since the time of his father's death in the construction of the temple and putting everything together and furnishing the temple in, in establishing who's going to be in that temple, the priests and the Levites and the servants that are in there and amassing all that he would do. Notice it's 20 years that it takes Solomon to do this. I mean, talk about patience. Um, I, I want things done, you know, in a day's time and maybe even less than that. Um, Solomon kept at this for 20 years. Also notice the fact that no matter how powerful Solomon was, it still took him 20 years to be able to do this. I think all those things are important here to, to look at as we look over our lives and we think about what happens in our lives and the time that it takes uh, to do that, to kind of reframe ourselves a little bit uh, in the way that we look at it. Um, when God works among us, um, it takes us that long a time. Now, God, it took him six days to uh, create the world, just six days. And we all know that if God wanted to, he could have created it all just like that. He did the six days. Um, again, I, I, can't, I can't get in God's head to see why he did that. But I think to show us of him uh, putting himself into our time frame, being willing to come down to us and doing it in a, in a manner, in a way uh, for us to, to see his, both his sovereignty, his power, um, his, his order in the way that he creates things and to kind of put it in a, in a framework for us to understand. When, when God chose to come into this world, he doesn't pop down as God. We wouldn't be able to handle his glory. Uh, we wouldn't see him. No, he becomes human. Jesus comes and he's born. And for 30 years, he's, um, uh, he's, God is shaping his life. And it isn't until the last three years, uh, from th 30 to 33, uh, that we read about his ministry, especially described in, or it's as described in the, in the Gospels. Um, so again, again, God working in our time frame. But here's what I want you to see, and I've been reading ahead on this, trying to get ready for the lesson for today. Here's all that Solomon was able to do. And if you read Ecclesiastes, Solomon talks about all that he did, um, looking for something to give him some kind of purpose and meaning in his life. And if you know Ecclesiastes at all, he says, uh, after all of that is done, I look back on it and say, you know, what is it? Uh, it's vanity of vanities, because when I die, I'm going to give up all this stuff that I worked for uh, to someone else who didn't work for it at all, didn't put the 20 years into it that Solomon did. So therefore, if we're going to find fulfillment and peace and worth and meaning in anything that we do, it ain't going to happen, Paul, uh, Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, if we're willing to read it and take it to heart. In the next chapter, in chapter 9, we're going to read about the wisdom of Solomon. Others come, Queen of Sheba comes. And just amazed at the wisdom of Solomon. She just, just goes on and on about his wisdom. And, and yet Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, I look at everything I built. I didn't find peace and hope and meaning and purpose in my life there. All the wisdom that he had, he said, I pursued all that wisdom and all that wisdom. And I still didn't find peace right there. Where do we find that peace and hope and purpose and meaning? Again, look at Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, to know the Lord to know the Lord and, and to live each day to the full, to work hard, to be about the work that we're doing. Jesus said, he said, you know, the good and faithful servant is the one who's good and faithful every single day. So I think we learned that lesson from him. What Solomon does, and let's get into a couple of details from chapter eight. 
He makes sure that everything that he has built up here is protected, is fortified. In other words, there's enemies that come from the outside. Uh, so he builds these fortified cities. Uh, you and I who live in this world have to have on this armor too to protect ourselves from the attacks that we're going to get from the outside. Um, it's, it's not going to be easy. We can't sit back. We always got to be leery of the fact that we are sinners. We are, as we confess to God from, from our youth, from our beginning, from the moment we're conceived, we got to battle it every day. Luther said we got to drown that old man in us every single day because it wants to get up and it wants to do its thing in our life and we got to battle it every single day. Fortunately, thanks be to God, he's given us the armor of his word and, and the righteousness that we have in Christ and, and all that that you read about in Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, but notice what's going on here, because in the midst of this, there are things that we continue to do wrong. We continue to fall short of the glory of God. We need to keep coming back to him. If you notice in, in verse 8, he says, um, it says, from, from their descendants who were left after them in the land, that is of, the, of, their, of their enemies, the ones they were supposed to drive out of the land, whom the people of Israel had not destroyed. If you remember when God brought the children of Israel into the promised land, he says, you got to drive all these people out um, because if you don't, you will fall prey to their God. You will start to follow their God. And that's eventually what happens too. It says Solomon drafted them into forced labor. Um, he, he tried to uh, uh, make sure that he separated between, you know, who are God's people and who weren't. Um, and he does that, uh, but notice, uh, but but it, it just brings up the fact that they they weren't completely faithful to God as we aren't either, and those things always come back to haunt us. Then you notice in, in, in verse eleven we get a little bit at where what also brought Solomon down to, he took one of Pharaoh's daughters to be his wife plural. Again, that, that polygamy was not sanctioned by God. God had even told Solomon early on, um, that's going to bring you down. Solomon didn't listen. He rebelled against God. Um, he didn't trust God in their, that area and follow them. Um, but Solomon did set up the sacrifices in the temple. Verse 12 says, Solomon offered up burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of the Lord that he had built as the duty of each day required. So Solomon is saint and sinner at the same time. He is saint in that he's trying to follow his Lord and be faithful to him all the time, but he's got this old Adam in him that he's still fighting and he's not always pushing down. We fall into the same prey every day. Um, you and I are saved by the grace of God as a gift from God, the forgiveness that we went through him, that we have through him, but yet um, it's a battle that we, we fight every single day um, and we have to thanks be to God um, he keeps us faithful and, and that we can have some hope uh, at the end of the day uh, that we're saved but that hope isn't based upon me at all here's the thing uh, lest any man should boast Paul says in Ephesians 2 and we have nothing to boast about except to boast in Jesus Christ so verse 16 says thus was accomplished all the work of Solomon and as I read that now as I'm, I'm talking to you right now that's everything that Solomon accomplished you know what's left of what Solomon accomplished is the temple left no it's gone um, all the things that Solomon did, most people have forgotten about. That's true of us too. Um, we can't be dependent upon saving ourselves and what we accomplish, what we do ourselves. The only place we can find hope and peace and then have that hope and that peace uh, and an eternal, uh, eternal home is in Jesus Christ. So again, it takes us back to the cross. So God bless you. Keep reading. We're going to read about Solomon's wisdom uh, tomorrow.